Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell and I'm joined by my co-host as always, Mark Davison. Mark, how you going? Matty, how we doing? How we doing, Steeler Nation? How we doing, BTSC? It's week 15. Is that correct? I'm correct, right? Yeah, yeah. Week 15, here we are. This is the point of the season now. Um, you know, stand, uh, wind aside, standing aside, we've only got three weeks left of football or regular season football, and then we have playoffs. And then uh, once the Super Bowl comes in February, we've got nothing. We've got nothing. So I'm kind of like, we need, need to enjoy these last few weeks, haven't we? That's it, Mark. Like, if you think back to that long off season that we all experienced in lockdowns, like for us on the other side of the world, and now, you know, they're happening again for a lot of different countries that, that Steeler fans, you know, reside in, you know, I just, I can't believe we're in week 15. I mean, you know, we're almost at the playoffs and that's the business end of the season. It's the pointy end of the season, but, and that brings us the, to the title of this week's show. This is no week to bungle the AFC North. The Steelers this week have an awesome opportunity, whether they, if they tie in Cleveland tie, which is, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing that as my punt of the week. But uh, if that if that occurs, or if the Steelers win, um, as you know, the they'll take the AFC North. And I think um, I mean, it will be in my predictions. Um, you know, my contribution to the predictions article on BTSC on BehindTheSteelCurtain dot com, your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. But I've sort of said, you know, if you if you you know, rewound back to the start of the season and you told Steeler fans that in week 15, they'd have the ability to lock up the AFC North and that Ravens wouldn't have even secured a playoff spot yet. You know, they would have told you you were dreaming to quote in a famous Australian movie. 
Tell him he's dreaming. Um, we'll go back to your point of uh, the start of the very, or our first few shows. I'm pretty sure you said that the Browns were going to be above the Ravens. I did. Do you, me- do you remember saying that? I have a bet on it. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, I actually really? have a bet on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, right. So we've got the Steelers 11 2. Um, the Browns are playing pretty good football. That game versus the, the Browns with the Ravens was a pretty awesome game. Um, you know, football fan aside, uh, you've got to give them both credit to how they played that game. Even with Lamar when he came out of the um, the dugout and then he's running on the field, and we, we all, everyone in the whole world thought he was going to run that ball. And next minute he zinged it to um, Hollywood Brown and they, they're up a touchdown. But there's still another minute to go. Brown's come back, two plays touchdown. That game was unbelievable. So this AFC North is it's 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 like you know like we, we can start using all that, all that slang words. It's hard yucca. Um, the only thing is that that lets it down at the moment is the Bengals. And we'll talk about that in part two, but I'm pretty happy with um, the Steelers sitting at 11-2. and two. All we have to do is just um, win the AMC North and then you've got two more, two more games to go. And who knows what's going to happen in the playoffs, but we'll have home field advantage. That's it. That's it. You know, and quite frankly, now that we know that it's virtually impossible for, for us not to have that first round by with, you know, Kansas City now in the lead of the, of the AFC across all the divisions, you know what, we've got an opportunity if we can lock it up this week and get the win. And we'll talk about that as Mark said in part two, but you know, we can start resting some players, you know, and we can have the best of both worlds where players get a little bit of game time, stay fresh, stay, you know, in, in the, you know, in sync with each other and what have you, but they can also get a rest. But, um, but look, I did have a question for you that's been bugging me all week, Mark. And I've been very, I've been very uh, diligent in not sort of, not sort of messaging you to ask you it. Cause I really wanted to get you, your, your sort of the natural reaction on on today's show. What is your view on this whole juju dancing on the logo situation? Because we have seen that really divide some fans this week and equally, you know, it's, it's, you know, roused a response from juju about him being himself, which I think it's, it's one of a couple of times we've sort of seen this, you know, opposition to the way he sort of operates in the social media and the big personality. And, you know, the Steelers fans are used to having to deal with big personalities that it's become quite toxic and not for a second going to suggest that with Juju, but I think there'd be, you know, a level of sentiment amongst the fan base that, you know, maybe Juju is a bit more, you know, show, show, show off than it's worth. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so immediately, you know, this came up for the week for our, uh, BTSC. Now, um, many people who know me a little bit already might think, oh, I'm okay with it. I'm actually really not okay with it. It doesn't cause too much of a distraction. However, why do you need to do it? You don't need to run out to the middle of the field and dance on their logo and have to put, put yourself on show. Um, you're already a big YouTube star. You're already you know, in the social media world. We understand that you have NFL and you have your personal business, which is he's going great guns at. But I don't think there's any need to go on the away team's field when they're warming up, right in the middle, do a little dance. And it's going to fuel some people on the other side. Um, and I just don't think you need to do that. If you don't need to do something, like I've always said to in my personal life, you don't go any way to, to hurt anyone. Like if I, in my personal life, if I, just, if I just said nothing all day, every day, then I'm golden. I'm even, I'm, I'm, I can't break any hearts. I can't do anything. Um, at the point really as well, you've got to be like James Washington. He, he's he's not he's not in the social media atmosphere. Um, you just you don't. Overall, I don't think you need to do it because if this becomes a problem 
and he goes into the Bengals field and does his little dance. And then the Bengals end up beating us. It's got to come up for a, a, a topic. However, if you never went onto the middle of the field and did that, it wouldn't be a topic to begin with. Does that make sense? Yeah, so so you're sort of seeing it more as it's an unnecessary distraction. Yeah, 100%. Um, AB did it with his, you know, I understand, you know, these fellows are like, what, 25, 26, you know, they're going to be on uh, social media, but do you have to do it at that time in the, in the locker room? Do you have to do it at that time on that, on that certain part of the field? Could he just not do it near his side of the field? There's so many different variables that don't really make sense for him to do it to get a bit of backlash. Although a bit of machismo as well, he said in one of his interviews, I won't stop doing it, I'm going to keep doing it. So he's, getting, he's adding fuel to the fire. And if we, if we lose again to the Bengals or the Colts or whoever, um, yeah, it's going, to, it's going to cause some problems, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting point. I, I guess for me, the, the 24 hours after the game, I just sort of thought, oh, it's not that big a deal. But... What I, I agree with you, Mark. It's an unnecessary distraction. It just doesn't need to be done. Like, and and Steelers fans, there's a good anecdote when Australia in in rugby played the All Blacks, who you know had a have, had a winning dynasty that went way longer than what the Patriots has done. Like the Patriots have done, they've won countless games, and many many of you would have seen the haka that they do, which is you know the tribal dance that you know pays respects to their you know indigenous and native peoples. Well, one time. It's tradition that when you, sporting teams play them in, in rugby and other sports, that you sit there and you, you stand there most of the time and you face that harker head on. There was one year in the mid-90s, in 1996, where the Wallabies, which is Australia's national rugby team, instead ignored that and were playing in their own sort of end zone. They were doing warm-ups and what have you, and it was seen as disrespectful. Now, that game, they got beat by the biggest record score they'd ever had against the All Blacks, and... After it, there was a lot of sort of soul searching about, well, you know, it's disrespectful, distraction, doesn't need to, you, did, you didn't need to have that extra couple of minutes of warm up. All you did was fire up the other team. And I think that that's, I, I think that's what it goes back to is, is it a, is it the right distraction? Equally, you know what else I, I found really frustrating at this game? is when Josh Allen was doing his post-match press conference and Ebron's going up behind him and, like, interrupting the press conference and being sarcastic about it. I don't know if you saw that, Mark. Yeah, no, I, I certainly did. So that's another little point that I guess as fans we can uh, dwell on and have an opinion on, which is fair enough. Um, and I remember listening to um, the, the, the old Steeler blokes on the Steeler Nation app. I can't remember their names. Tunch and uh, Wolf. And they were talking about it. And that, that would never happen because they had such hatred towards the other player. Um, but this is the day and age where, yeah, you play the sport, you're all mates, and we understand that. But I think what, what at the moment with these last two losses and maybe even the Ravens game is there's no real competitive drive. They're, they're coming out of the tunnel flat, and we know that. They're coming out of the tunnel like they did that one year when they versed the Patriots. And that was one of the worst games that I've ever seen them play. Um, they're just not playing with energy. They're not playing with spirit. They're not playing to put will or their will on the other person. And as a fan and, and, you know, even as a coach, you want to see your players do that because everyone's got skill. It doesn't matter at the end of the day how skillful you are. You're just going to be better than the other person and you've got to beat them at their game. And if you're giving them fuel to the fire with Juju um, and you're not taking care of your man in that route or uh, DJ and Ebron still have problems, that's like one of their biggest things so far. And they're still dropping the ball to move forward. This 
this this team is good. This team is really, really good. There's just something missing. And I keep telling on my Steelers Nation Australia page, people asking, oh, well, how are we going to go? And I'm like, we, we have it, but it's like we're missing two or three things. And that could be just be the discipline um, or the energy they need to put forth into these games. And this this match with the Bengals as well, they need that to they need that for a victory. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And and I think when you talk about those two or, two or three things, I think there is a general discipline piece here that um, I'm not I'm not saying that the Steelers have been undisciplined this season, but I'm just saying that the last few weeks we've sort of seen that. And you kind of, you know what, in fairness, all the players are human, coaching staff are human, no matter, you know, they might be gods to all of us, but the reality is, is that they had three challenging games in a very short space of time of like 12 days. You know, everything sort of flip-flopped everywhere. They've had some injuries to some pretty key players as well. They've had players that have been out. And we talked about this a couple of shows ago where like, you know, the Steelers after I think it was like week two or three, pretty much since Devin Bush, you know, did he, did his knee, have never had their best defense on the field. You know, like two, it was out for a while and Hayden was out and then Hilton was out earlier in the season. Like we've had this situation where we had Alawalu out for that game or two as well, the game and a half when he left that Ravens game. So, you know, you kind of expect the Steelers are sort of going through and we saw it against the Bills, they're going through what some teams go through in like weeks eight to 11 or 12, you know, where they, where people hit that mid season Rocky point and then the good teams. And we've seen this with Steelers before they win, they come in and they win, you know, four or five out of the next eight. And then, you know, go into the playoffs with some momentum. Unfortunately, I think for us is that we've got this franchise, you know, record of the 11 and zero, and then we've gone into a few games with all these different challenges from injuries to schedule changes to no buy to just actually sometimes not playing well. They're not going to play well every game. And, and I think those things rolled into one has created the situation where we have lost a couple on the trot. You know, we, we are going into a game against Cincinnati Bengals with Steelers fans like, please, my gosh, you know, you, you have to win this game. Yeah, pretty much. So even with the, the previous game with the Bills when uh, Big Ben threw that interception, that was a hard breaker because that was turned the game around. They ran it back for a touchdown. Um, and then, then pretty much from there, the Bills have the momentum. They're at home. They're playing better than us. Um, you know, our defense is playing really well, but then only so many times can our defense hold on and, and near the end, of, near the end, they'll get gassed. Um, it's really, a, it's a big team effort for everyone to come together, but it does come down to the, yeah, there's two or three things like with the, the social media, the jujus. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not, I don't mind that Claypool plays games or Juju does that kind of stuff with games as well. That that's their that personal that, that's their business. Like you've got your work life and you have your your hobbies. Um, it's like we said, it's only when they go out of their way to do something really silly or um, you know, with that that one year when AB filmed himself in the in the locker room and gave was they gave him the Patriots, wasn't it? That was during yeah. the yeah. I was actually overseas. I was overseas in um, in Canada, and I was um, heading to Houston. That week and now who knows if, if you didn't say that then what, what kind of game would have been but that gave them massive fuel to to want to beat us and they they did and we just didn't play well so you don't want to give the foot you know football itself is just a it's it's a game where it's my best guy against your worst guy but you don't want to give them any more extra ammunition and now that we're playing a little bit flat as well um yeah i i think we, as a team and we can get out of this but yeah, this is definitely a rough spot and it's not the best spot to be in heading three weeks away from the playoffs. Yeah, that's it. And and, and this is what Steelers fans would be really keen to see over the next few weeks is getting it right, getting it right for the playoffs. Because 
you know, this is a team that can go far, but we really need to make sure that we're, we're playing up to that, playing up to that caliber. So let's have a little bit of a look back at the Bills game last week, as painful as it was. I mean, Mark, like Ben, what, what were you thinking when you were seeing that performance from Ben? I mean, yes, he only got sacked once, but two touchdowns, two interceptions, 21 of 37 for 187 yards, average yards per attempt at like 5.1. Ben's a, Ben's a funny one, isn't he? Because like, I think a lot of us, um, you know, we have his back and he's, he's our best player and he's been there for 17 years. Same time, though, you can't throw that. that out, the out route that got picked off, yeah, okay, that was a really good play. Uh, the other interception, though, to Washington, it just felt like he threw it up for kicks. Um, he threw it up there and he just said, oh, hopefully James gets it or he, he should make a play. Um, there's no continuity to, to, with his offense at the moment. Um, this is where it stems into the receivers need to step up. The, the O-line's got to push them in and, and block better and um, you know, or run block better. The running backs, if they can't find their lane, they've got to live and go somewhere else. It just, yeah, this offense is is so star-studded on paper at the moment, but it feels like, you know, and I'm, I'm not sure what your thoughts are, but it feels like uh, the NFL is, is, is almost laughing at us, like at a little bit, because we did have that, oh, we're 11-0, but little by little, all these little... Um, you know, points are coming unraveled and we are turning we could be eleven and two or we could be ten and ten and three. So yeah, something needs to happen and it, we need to you know, we need to quiet the noise, but it's 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 a funny one because we haven't won eleven games. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. It's it's interesting <laughs> when you throw up there, like I hate that they're proving those haters in the NFL wrong, but the reality like they were never going to they were never going to like win every game this season. And you know, when we remember when we went back and we did that revising of the records, when we, we went, I think it was like week five or week six when Steelers were like, it was either well, no, four and oh, five and oh. And I, and I remember, so, yeah, it was because it was when the game against the Titans got called off. That's right. It was when we, and then everything got shifted up. It was that week. And then I think I had shifted the Steelers from being 12 and four to 14 and two. And I, and I think the Schofield's, you know, both covered this on their shows this week, but like I tipped them like, like they did that they were going to lose against the bills. So if we're all sitting here, you know, sort of going, well, hang on a second. Like and going back to what I said earlier, no one would have predicted that the Steelers would have won their first 11 games straight. They're there. They're in the playoffs. So while they played terribly and I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, justify the performance. The performance was awful, but at the same time, they lost a game we all thought they were going to or thought they had a decent shot of losing because the Bills are actually a very good team. And they did what, you know, they built off what they started two years ago when they made the playoffs. Then last year when they when they took us on their beat there. And then they've acquired some really good players and given Josh Allen, not only is he improved, but they gave him Steph, um, Stephon Diggs. So like, we, it's not like we're going up against the, the Bengals like we are this week. You know, we're going up a team against one of the best teams in the AFC, a team that's in a what's turned out to be quite a surprising division with a great young quarterback, you know, a decent defense. And while we saw a swap that it was their offense that performed rather than the defense, like, you know, this was always going to be a five-star matchup. Well, the Bills might win their division for the first time in, I think, like 10 years or something. Yep. Or maybe even longer. So, um, and that's the ebb and flow of the NFL. And that's why we love the NFL. 
Um, but I just, to, to your point as well, and a lot of listeners, we all know this, I just don't think it's, it's the way they're losing. Um, they're not putting their yeah. whole, uh, you know, five-star matchup and we're in it kind of mentality. It's with the Washington, Washington game, we just didn't have it. Uh, in the, the Bills game, there are a few you turnovers. You can't turn the ball over. You can't get the ball. We can't run the ball. Although in the first half, we had great defense. Um, it's just the way we're losing. If the, the Bills would have beat us by a thriller, 23-20 or 23-21, um, come down in the last two minutes or something like that, and we played hard football and we had got the big yards, then yes, most definitely I would feel comfortable. I just don't know where this team mentality is at the moment because you're going to have – you need in football, you need momentum. Anything can happen if you start winning games and pushing into the postseason. And, and all around the world now, everyone is saying we're going to be one and done. I don't think we'll be one and done. Um, there's still three games to go. And even Big Ben's saying, you know, we've got three weeks to, to, to figure it out. All I hope is, though, is that these words are justified – and they're not just saying this next week because they can say it next week. Well, we're 11 and three. We've got, we've got to figure it out. It's only so many times you can say that, Matty. And the, the last time you say it is when you lose. And then that season is kaput. So yeah, it's a very, it's a very strange season this year. And it's also been really cool to, to commentate every week. Um, so, up, you know, so many highs and we're sitting here now, like, you know, we're holding, uh, we're holding 11 and two. And it feels like gold in our hands. But we want diamond. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's a good I like analogy, that analogy. I like that analogy. But, and we should have diamond. We should have something else. It just feels like, and if we beat the Bengals, no one's going to care, but we will care. So hopefully we, we can use that energy and, and yeah, do something with it. Like They're kind of, though, to be fair, and, and I think it'll sort of tease what, what I'll be talking about in part two, but like, the Steelers are kind of damned if they do and they're damned if they don't this week, right? Like, if, if they if they lose, I mean, <laughs> all hell is going to break loose in terms of, like, what the, the fan sentiment out there and confidence, whatever. But equally, if they win, it's like you and I were talking about this off-air today. Like, if they win and they're not scoring, and I don't want to preview part two too much, but if they're not scoring lots of points, then everyone won't be confident anyway. Like, but the biggest thing it goes back to is... They can't afford to bungle this week. They have to take the AFC North. But if we look at where they really need to improve off the back of last week, particularly, I mean, 187 yards from Ben, when you're going to get picked off twice, either he's going to keep throwing it and then, you know, throw more picks or you start to shut it down and you pick what you want to do. But... And and also the you know Buffalo had a functioning rushing attack and you know the reality there is that and and Josh Allen did a lot of short passing the reality is there that uses up a lot of clock, but Mark forty seven yards forty seven yards rushing offense from the Steelers, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's it's not good and it's it's not what we've come to expect with our Steelers. Um, it actually any team that runs like that you just got to run the ball better, haven't you? Um, I looked up, I think the stats said today on the on ESPN on one of the sites I saw, are they 3.4 average for, for um, a carry? Like it might even be less than that now. Yeah, it's it's something similar. And I've got I've got two things with that. I've got, you know, that's that's the negative with the running game. Um but on the flip side It's three point seven. Three point seven. Three point seven. So it needs to be higher than that. Like and you know you can't run the ball forty seven yards. 
Um, it's not – they're not even just getting first downs. With it. Like, they didn't – in that game uh, last week, they didn't – the percentage for third down was one out of ten, I'm pretty sure. Um, they're not helping out the defense. And on the flip side, though, I remember I looked into the stats and I thought it's been, you know, it's been about, what, 12, uh, 12 13 weeks. It's a lot of football being played. Um, the Steelers' defense is allowing uh, 54% pass completion. So, and that's a lot. And that's really, really, really good. So, one out of two throws is getting knocked down or intercepted. So, I thought this team is just like, it's, it's kind of making us. I don't know who, what our identity is at the moment. We, we try and use the, the – oh, sorry, Matty. No, no, no. I was just going to build on that, though. Like, you know, how about that? Like, just listen listen to a couple of these stats, right? You just pointed out the 3.7 yards rushing, yeah? The average drive for the Steelers this season is 2 minutes and 42 seconds, 5.74 plays, 28.6 yards, and 2.17 points. The average drive last year – when Ben was out, so rushing, our average rushing yards attempt there, just to his comparison, 3.7 yards, exactly the same thing when they were loading the box, right? So it's showing, you know, how Ben, this deep ball, you know, this or absence of a deep ball is actually really affecting Ben because we're getting the same output and the running back being the box is being loaded. Equally, the time of the average drive in 2019 was 2 minutes and 28 seconds, 14 seconds difference. Plays, 5.18, right? So that's almost half a play difference. Yards, 23.5 yards. So yes, there's a difference in five yards. And then in points, it was 1.4. But, and I know these numbers would have looked very different if we rewind, you know, four or five weeks ago. But the reality is, is that like, we're slinking back toward last season. And, you know, this might stir a few people up out there. If this is the way it's going to go, and I'm only building off what Ben said. I don't expect him to retire. I'm going to caveat with that. But at $41 million next year, if we see what we're seeing or, or what we've seen over the last three weeks, it's going to be pretty bad. Like, you know, we're going to lose a few guys on defense. We're going to lose, like, there's a lot of free agents from the Steelers and these are all off-season conversations. But just if we have a bit of perspective on this, these, these numbers have to improve. Hundred uh, percent. It's also because if the if the average play is five yard, uh, five plays, you need to be scoring that play. Because when we do versus the Chiefs, and I actually think, in my hope of all hopes, I think it's going to be uh, Chiefs versus Steelers in the um, AFC Championship. And I, I can't wait. That's if that's if that's you know a few weeks away if that happens. But if they're doing five yards average um, with drive, it's not going to work. You've got to build drives. You've got to. You got to help out your defense, and this defense is elite. When we're healthy, and we've had a few players out, uh, and then you know Marcus Allen and other other blokes have stepped up, but this defense, uh, TJ Watt, Cam, uh, Alex Moffitt, Alex Highsmith is helping us out now. They they putting us in a position if we did have longer drives, so they could rest them and, and go up by a few points. However, when they're not running the ball, um, we just haven't seen any any go go get mentality to push that ball forward. And over the last three or four weeks, for some reason, they just run into a brick wall. Um, they, they fall over and then they've got two yards. The next minute, it's second and nine. Big Ben throws a pass out. Someone drops it. Holy, it's three and nine. Uh, do we run a draw? No, we run a deep pass and then we're off the field. So these are the things, and they know it. Like, they know it. It's just you've got to be more creative. 
I think, on, on, on the offense. Yeah, 100%. Mark, just to wrap up part one, let's let's take a positive. Who was the, who was the player on the field last week that you thought, you know what, you actually showed up? You know, the, the, the best of the bunch, you know, the best of a bad bunch or the, you know, the, the player that stood up and did himself proud regardless. Who was that player for you? Um, you know what? That was actually, that was quite a lot of negative, wasn't it? Um, but I think we had to get that out of there. We had to get that um, out of the system. Yeah, that kind of felt pretty good. Um, I look to the, the one bloke I think is, I mean, this is this is weird to say, but I think it's Mike Hilton. Yeah. I don't, I don't want him to be our main man to be the, to be the difference maker. I think he's almost like a surprise kind of player. You don't know he's there. Um, he plays good and he just turns up. He's always tackling hard. He tackles in the, in the backfield. Um, he got that interception, I'm pretty sure. Like, he's just around. But if he's your focal point to make that defense the best that it is, then I think we're in trouble. I just think, like, if you have all the other players that are playing fantastically, Edmonds, uh, Minka, he's got a sharp too. Um, TJ, they're playing really well. Yeah. Then when you have uh, Mike Hilton that can rush the quarterback, on the edge, and you don't know what he's going to do, or he's going to break out in coverage, and he's going to um, pick that ball off. If he's a sneaky player, um, similar to Troy, not not like him, not at all, um, then there's going to be problems for the offense. Do, do you understand what I'm saying by that? Does that make any... Yeah, no, 100%, yeah. 100%, 100% agree. And on, for me, on the flip side, Avery Williamson, I mean... You know, it's starting to look, you know, I know he's not necessarily having the splash plays that Minka had last season, but we're starting to, I think Steelers fans are getting an insight into why one day when we do lose Kevin Colbert, who only re-signs one-year deals at the moment, and there was a strong rumor that he might end up at the Panthers last season. I think he knows some of the the, the rural empire that's over there, but um, Carolina Panthers, but like... He really showed up for me. And, and I really, I think that's so important as we get, potentially get, Vinny back, even if we don't, we need them going in tandem. And, and when he, when we, when they trade sort of happened, you and I talked about how, or I, I talked about how he had moved from a more, you know, thumper sort of position into a bit of coverage. So I think if you look at the defense and you look at where he and Vinny can be on the field together and, you know, and he can drop back and what have you, it's really key that we're getting in the snaps now. So, you know, silver lining in every cloud, you know, Last week, we got to see Avery Williams start to come, some come into his own. We, you know, Spillane's out, you know, that, and that's what's interesting as well is you get Spillane back in a couple of weeks. Suddenly you've got Williamson, Vinny, Spillane. If you can spell any of those guys and give them time out or play one of them on the edge in the final, you know, in the game against the Browns, so TJ might only play a quarter or two or, you know, give Highsmith those breaks and a Denier, like, we're starting to we've now got a bit of that versatility. And I think that's where Steelers fans should take a bit of confidence is that in the game that we really needed Williamson to actually, you know, step up for us. He did like, you know, made a bunch of tackles. Like he had 11 tackles, a quarterback hit, you know, that's, that's what we really could have, we needed from him. And that's all we could have asked for. And he's just starting to learn, to learn the, uh, the defense, isn't he really? Yeah. Only, was that his third game or is it in the yeah. second game or yeah. Third, I think it's his third game, but it was his definitely his most snaps. Yeah, so I think I heard one interview might have done with um, Arthur Motes uh, talking about just the playing. He's still learning the playbook, and he's just he's learning like what he needs to do. So if he's just doing the fundamental things right, and you know not hurting the defense, then yeah, awesome. Put put Vinny in there with him, and um, we want Spillane back as well. But 
Um, if they can do some rotational stuff, more the merrier. This is a, this is about playing team football, and the, I don't, the defense isn't the problem. It's it's it really falls on on the offense to get the motor running and um, score some points, so we have that that chance for TJ to to let her rip. That's it. That's it. Well, Steelers fans, that wraps up part one of this week's episode. Join us for part two. We're going to look at that this matchup against Cincy, the, the week that the Steelers just can't afford to bungle it up. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.